Praise God. You may be seated. Thanks, guys. Good job today. Amen. Good job today. Awesome. Open your Bibles this morning, if you would, to Psalms 55 and verse 12. We are doing a little mini-series entitled Keys to Stress-Free Living. And every point that I have starts with a C. And so the first C that we looked at last week was casting all of your cares upon him. In Psalms 55, verse 22, it says it this way, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain thee. Think about that. His sustaining power is activated in our lives when we just lay all of our cares, all of our burdens into his hands. Amen? He will sustain me. He will enable you to live long and to live strong. He will enable you to fulfill all that he's put on the inside of you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Father, we come before you this morning reverently. We thank you for this wonderful congregation. We thank you, Lord God, that as you speak to us through your word and by your spirit, we purpose that we'll not just hear your word, but we will be doers of it. And as a result, we will be blessed in our deeds. Open the eyes of our heart. Give us revelation. Strengthen our spirits with might today, we pray in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Amen. Well, the second C that we're going to look at is come to him. Come to him. Commune with him. If we're going to live stress-free lives, we must come to him. In Matthew chapter 11... In verses 28 through verse 30, Jesus has given us a wonderful divine invitation to come to him. And as a result, when we do, we will receive divine rest. Look at verse 28 through 30 and let's read it together. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find what? You will find rest for your souls. You will find peace of mind. I like the Amplified because it says it this way, and you will find rest, relief, ease, and refreshment. You know, we all go through some fiery tests and fiery trials. Aren't you glad that in the midst of the test, he is refreshing us refreshment and recreation blessed quiet for your souls and then in verse 30 he says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light hallelujah come unto me he said come unto me for whatever you need come to him if you need joy come to him he is the strength of your life because he is the Lord of joy. Amen? Amen. If you need the grace of God in a certain area, maybe you're on the job and you just don't know whether you can do the job and it's complex and it's difficult and it's hard, come to him. Come to him. Lay it at his feet and come to him. He'll give you the strength to do the job. He'll give you the wisdom to do the job. He will give you whatever you need to do to fulfill 
your job. Amen? Amen. And so it is necessary on a regular basis to come to him. Lord, we come to you today to hear from you. There's another great verse of scripture in James, the fourth chapter, and it's found in verse 8. Notice this in James 4, 8. He says here, draw nigh to God. And what will he do? I tell you, when he sees you coming, he's just going to look the other way. I mean, after all, you've been bad and you've been, you know, ugly. Nah, you come to him and, you know, you've got you to gotta wait a while. No, thank God. If you draw nigh to him, what will he do? Oh, thank you, Lord. Another translation says it this way. If you will come close to God, he will come close to you. Now, of course, one of the reasons why... Many Christians do not draw near to God and do not come to him is because they feel as though that they're unworthy. They feel as though that, you know, why would God want to waste time on little old me? Sometimes they have a spirit of rejection and extreme low self-worth. I believe that you and I can have a rebirth of self-worth through the new birth. Amen. Say it with me. I got a rebirth of self-worth through the new birth what about this new birth what does the word of god say about you now that you've been born again the bible says you're a new creation the scripture says you're the righteousness of god in christ jesus not only that but your sins have been completely wiped away the bible says as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So here's what we do. We draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. It takes faith to come to him. Why? Because it says, your hearts have been sprinkled from an evil conscience and your bodies have been washed with pure water and the blood of Jesus has cleansed you through and through. Amen. Say it with me. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me through and through. Now what we did this morning is Pastor Tom and the group led us in praise and worship we drew near to God. We uh, just did not go through the motions. Could you sense it? Could you feel his presence? Could you sense the glory of his presence in this place? And so when we do that corporately, and when we have our heart engaged in worship and in praise, when we come to him corporately, you can fully expect a saturation. Amen. What do you mean a saturation? I'm talking about a saturation of his presence that brings you into a place of rest and peace and stress freedom. Hallelujah. Oh, the value of coming together. Oh, the value of lifting up our voice in one accord. Oh, the blessing of the local church where we can come and love Jesus, where we can come unto him and allow his spirit 
to do some awesome things in our lives. But now here's the thing. We do not have to wait to come to church to do that. We can do that in our home. You can do that in your automobile. You can do that on BART. You can draw near to God in your heart and you can have sweet fellowship and you can have sweet communion with him wherever you are. So the question is, Pastor Mark, how then do I draw near? Very simple. Praise and worship through the word of God and through prayer. Now, I want to take a look this morning at the children of Israel. And uh, let's just discuss for a few moments today um, why they were unable to enter in. The father was drawing them out of, we could say, bondage, if you will, out of, brought them out of Egypt, but they were in the wilderness for years and years and years. And yet the invitation was for them to come up at once and possess the land. Now, why is it that they did not possess what God had entitled them to possess? Why is it that they didn't come? Why is it that they didn't draw near? Well, Hebrews 3, verse 19. Hebrews 3 and verse 19. It says there, So we see that they were not able to enter into what? They were not able to enter into his rest because, now notice this, of their unwillingness to adhere to and to trust in and to rely on God, unbelief had done what? Unbelief had shut them out. Now here's what I have in my heart. If they could willingly refuse to trust and to rely on God, you can willingly and openly open your heart to trust and rely on Him totally. Oh, thank you, Lord. After all, we don't want to be kept out of anything that God's got for us. The invitation is there. Sons, daughters, child of God, come unto me. See, it costs them. It kept them out. Don't let doubt keep you out. Say that with me. I'm not going to let doubt. I'm not going to let doubt. Keep me out. But you and I, we enter into this rest. We enter into this lifestyle of living stress-free, amen, through faith and through trust and total reliance on God. Now lift up your hands right now and say it with me. Heavenly Father, I trust you with all of my heart. I refuse to lean on my own understanding. By faith, I come. By faith, I enter in to your great plan for my life. Amen. Now notice this in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and we'll just track it right on through, possibly to the end of this chapter. In Hebrews chapter 4, And in verse 2, it says, For unto us the gospel 
or the good news was preached. Amen. The gospel's good news. As well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So they entered not in because of unbelief. Now notice with me in verses 9 right on through verse 11. Would you read those verses with me? Verses 9 through 11. Ready? Read. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let's keep that verse up there. I just saw something. Unbelief will stress you out. Because unbelief will cause different scenarios to come to your soul about this hasn't happened, it'll never happen, my children will never come back to the Lord, you're no good, you can't make it. That is just absolutely the exact opposite of what your father says about you. And unbelief and fear will stress you out. But thank God I'm looking at a congregation. Is that right? I'm looking at a congregation today that is way too blessed. Way too blessed. Hallelujah. Way too blessed for what? Woo, glory to God. You got it. Say it with me. I'm way too blessed to be stressed out. Thank God. When you're living a stress-free life, you can sleep well at night. You can say, Lord, I thank you. I just trust you. And I'm going to go to sleep. I know you never slumber or sleep, so you're working on it while I sleep. Thank you, Lord. I refuse to take that care back. See, part of fighting the good fight of faith is once you have cast your care on the Lord to keep it there. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Keep it there. And that is where the fight of faith comes in. That is where the fight of confidence and trust comes in. Now notice this again in verse uh, 11, if you could pull that back up. It says, let us, now this is interesting, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, of course, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. I want to talk to you a moment or two this morning for the balance of our time about this labor. What is this labor that he's talking about? Because we are encouraged to labor to enter in to that rest, are we not? Well, number one, I see this labor as pressing beyond the distractions that come to our lives and to sit at his feet and to learn of him. You see, it is if you will, labor, kind of in the realm of the Spirit, to lay aside those distractions, to lay aside all of those things that would be a hindrance from us to entering in. Now, I want you to look at Luke chapter 10, and I want you to notice verse 38 through 42 with me. 
Luke 10, 38 says, Now it came to pass. As they went, they entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary. And what did Mary do? Okay, let me ask that one more time. I, I know you're, you're probably still looking for the scripture. I understand that. But what did Mary do? I wonder if there's any value of sitting at his feet. I wonder if it's a waste of time to sit at his feet. I wonder if it's a waste. Are you really telling me that if I come to him, he'll give me rest? No, I'm not telling you that. The Bible is. Hallelujah. And so in verse 40, but Martha was cumbered, or we could say in modern day translation, Martha was simply stressed out. And what was she stressed out about? Well, Jesus came to her house. I mean, the pots and, plan, uh, pots and pans are clanging. And I, man, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot going on in that kitchen. Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to the Lord. Think about this. Coming to the Lord. Coming to Jesus. And try to change things up here. Listen, now she's talking to the Lord of peace and she asks him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me here to serve alone for me? Bid me, bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, Martha. You are stressed out, girl. You are careful, full of care, full of anxiety. And you have allowed yourself to be troubled, not only about this which is happening now, but you have allowed yourself to be troubled about a multitude multitude of things or many things. So evidently, This anxiety and this stressed out way of life was common to Martha. And the way it becomes common to you and to me is if we yield to it. Evidently, Martha was yielding to stress, to anxiety, over and over again in her life. And that is a dangerous thing. It is dangerous when we yield to fear and doubt and unbelief. But notice what Jesus said in verse 42. Come on, let's read it together. But one thing, and Mary hath chosen which shall not be taken away from her. Oh, glory to God. Let's keep that scripture up there. Is there a good part for us to choose every day? Hallelujah. Are there choices we need to make every day? Why don't we just be as Mary was? Let's choose the good part. And when we choose the good part, the good part will not be taken from her. In the good part is stress freedom. In the good part is rest. In the good part is a peace that passes your understanding. Oh, thank you, Lord. We could say, she chose to come. She chose to come. 
Now, I've written this in my notes because I, I, I believe that I heard this yesterday. And that is this. Some of you are too connected and too distracted. Now, let's just say it this way, a little bit more palatable, maybe. Is it possible? Is there a slight possibility that we, with all of the things that we have access to, from computers to iPads to having a thousand channels on the television, to iPods, to this, to that... Is it possible for some of us to be too connected? We need to take a close look at what we're connected to. I'm not just talking about media, but you can be connected to the spirit of this age. You can be, a person can be connected to a wrong relationship. And I believe with all of my heart, that when we have the wrong connections in our lives, and if we are overly connected in the media area, it is an absolute, absolute connection and open door to being stressed out. Plus, it literally will keep you out of His Word and out of His presence. And here's what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me in my heart, and that is this. Being overly connected disconnects many of my people from me. Being overly connected disconnects many of my people from me. Now, that doesn't mean you're not saved. That doesn't mean that you're going to end up in hell. But what that means is life is going to be so much more difficult to live victoriously if you're not connected with him continuously. Jesus said this, if you continue in my word, say, I'm going to continuously connect with my good, good father. And here's what else the Lord just prompted me. I'll just say this statement again. Being overly connected disconnects many of my people from me. And then he showed me three things that it disconnects us from. Number one, it disconnects us from inside information. Inside information. There's so much information coming to us from the outside If we pay too much attention to the outside, what we will do is we will stifle the things that God wants to do on the inside. I'm telling you, folks, God's got some inside information for you. He's got secrets he wants to reveal to you. He's got some things he wants to show you. He's got some things that he wants to make clear to us. It disconnects folks from inside information secondly it disconnects my people from holy ghost revelation from holy ghost there's nothing like holy ghost revelation there's nothing like being able to see with the eyes of your understanding light in a dark world 
Oh, glory to God. There's nothing like the Spirit of the living God leading you and guiding you and bringing you into your wealthy place. What do you say we do not allow our lives to be disconnected from Him? What do you say we do a checkup, if you will, all of us, including Pastor Mark? Am I too connected to this? Is this robbing me of time that I could be having with Him? And then thirdly, here's what I was prompted by the Spirit. It disconnects from inside information. Secondly, from Holy Ghost revelation. And listen to this last one. And from change and transformation. And from change and transformation. Remember what we started the year out with this this year, guys? We started the year out with change. Amen? Amen? And so the, the more we are connected to Him, the the more we come to Him as a way of life, the more we lay our burdens at His feet, the more we will be positioned for change and transformation. He will take us on, folks, from glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah! And so let us, as a church, corporately... And individually, let's stay connected. Let's stay hooked up. Let's stay hooked up with heaven. Hook up. If you're unhooked, rehook. If you've been disconnected, don't get under condemnation. Just plug in. Reconnect. If you haven't been reading the Word... Reconnect. Get in the Word. If your life kind of seems a little dry and sort of seems powerless, connect to the power of God. Connect to the goodness of God. For the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show us His covenant. How do we labor? We lay aside those distractions. The second thing that we labor to enter into his rest about is this labor is also a labor for once you are in, once you have come, to stay in this rest and to stay in this peace. To stay there. Stay there. Live there. I live in the city called Union City. But more than that, I'm living in the peace of God. I'm living in the love of God. How about you? Anybody here living in the joy of the Lord? Hallelujah. And so this labor is also a labor to stay in this rest and to stay in this peace. Well, somebody says, well, how do I do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. One way, but not the only way, is found over there in Hebrews chapter 4. Notice this in verse 12. It's in the same context of verse 11 where he says, Let us therefore labor to enter into his rest. And I like the first part of verse 12. Read it with me. For the word of God. (laughs) For the word of God will enable you. It will quicken you. It will connect you. It will cause you to stay full of joy, full of peace, and full in the rest of God. For the Word of God, it's alive, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. 
and it pierces to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and of the intents of the heart. I'm telling you, there is a great connection between being in his word and being free from stress. Jesus said, learn of me. Follow him. Read about him. Learn of me and you will find rest for what? Your souls. Now your soul is made up of your what? Your mind and your will and your emotions. The more that we learn of him, the more we are transformed and become just like him. And not only that, as you and I learn to rest on the inside, when I'm talking about resting on the inside, I'm talking about resting down here. Say it with me. I am. I am am a a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. The spirit of man is the real me. My body is not the real me. Now notice this. Learn to rest on the inside. Committing your way to him. Practicing the presence of the Lord. Here's what the spirit of the Lord said. He said, if you will find rest on the inside in your spirit with the help of the comforter the great holy spirit you can have rest in your body and you can have rest in your mind because this stress-free living doesn't come from the outside in it's not based on circumstances it's not based on how much money you have it's not based on this or that from the outside but this rest is on the inside of you oh hallelujah And when you allow yourself to disconnect and to stay connected, and if you will allow yourself to rest down here, and it takes some work to do it. It takes some labor to do it. It may take take some cutting off some TV time. It may cost you some things in the natural realm. But, oh, it's well worth it To have rest in your mind. Oh my goodness. There's nothing like having peace of mind. And just rest in your body. David said when I put my hope in God. Here's what happened. I discovered that my flesh also would have rest in him. Oh glory to God. And so therefore... You and I don't have to be like the wave of the sea driven with the wind tossed to and fro one day up and one day down. But because we've come to him through the word of God and through the presence of God, here's what's happening. You're resting in your soul. You can sing that song, it is well. Ha ha, it is well. When it doesn't look well, say it is well. When it doesn't feel well, say it's well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When the body hurts, declare it is well. When you're tempted to worry, just shut the devil down and say, it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well with my body. It is well with my finances. It is well. Woo! 
glory. It is well. Hallelujah. I'd rather call those things that be not as though they were than call those things that are as though they're not. I'd rather say it as well than say, oh man, it's so bad, it's so tough, I don't know what I'm going to do. What is that going to do for your life? What it's going to do, it's simply going to magnify the circumstance and magnify the problem to where it becomes a stronghold in your mind. Y'all getting this today? You're pretty quiet. Sometimes I feel like I might just be preaching to a chair. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That was the flesh right there. That, that, come on now. Mark, you can do better than that. I got peace. Hallelujah. Peace of mind. Mm. Man, before I was born again, I had no peace. And as a result of that, I had no rest. Not only spiritually, but I had no rest physically. But oh, thank God, when I came to him. When I came to him. He says, now Mark, I love you. I've been waiting on you. What you been doing there, boy? Come on, son. Learn of me. Here's another gift I have for you called the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And here's the word, son. Come to me, son. Learn of me. Now, it didn't happen overnight because the renewing of the mind doesn't happen overnight. But over the process of time, my body started changing. My mind started changing. There was rest down here and then i noticed glory to god i'm sleeping better at night thank you lord there's a word for some of you here today thank you lord Mm. so you will find if you can rest on the inside in your spirit with the help of the comforter you can have rest in your body and in your mind. And the last verse is Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. So the second C of stress-free living is simply come to Him. Come to Him. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, notice this verse. It says, Let us, therefore, come what? Come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and that we might find grace. Hallelujah. Anybody need some help in here today? Hallelujah. We can use all the help we can get. Raise up your hand and say, Thank you, Lord. I come today. I come confidently with a heart full of faith, with a heart full of trust. And I ask you for help. I receive the help of the Holy Ghost and the grace of God. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, God's grace. God's grace. God's grace is sufficient for your race. Every one of us have a race. But hallelujah, every one of us have great grace. Man, I'd sure hate to be trying to go through this life without him. How about you? (laughs) I mean, without him, how much can we do? Without him, we can do nothing. But oh, thank God, he's the vine. And we're the branches. And as we stay hooked 
to the vine as the branches. Oh, man, you talk about the grace for your race, grace for living, grace for being a mom, for being a dad, for being a grandparent, grace on the job. Say it with me. His grace, it is. It is sufficient. It is so sufficient for me. So what are you waiting on? Come get it. Come and get it. When mama says to the boys at Thanksgiving, and now the girls, all the girls, when mama says, come and get it, man, I'm tall hog at the trough. You don't have to twist my arm to come and get it. You don't have to twist my arm to come and get some of that cornbread uh, dressing. I know it's early, but I'm fixing for lunch later. Hey, come and get it. I believe that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, come on and get it. Come unto me. I got something good for you. Come on and get it. Lay aside the weight. Lay aside the care. Come on into the throne of grace. Come on into the presence of God and receive grace for your race. Amen. Stand up, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. When this happens, you can truly say, Thank you, God, for blessing my, lo- blessing my soul. Woo! Glory to God. Pastor Tom, come if you would just for a moment. Oh, man. I got more fuel for my fire for this second service. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Abide in me. And I will abide in you. You can't do anything in and of yourself. But if you will abide in me, he says in John, and I in you, you will bring forth much fruit. You can't do anything without me, but you're not without me. I said, you're not without me. And because you are with me and because I'm in you and for you and with you, glory to God, say it with me, I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengthens me. Let's give the Lord a shout. Amen. Glory to God.